Welcome to another episode of Magazine. Max, how you doing? Hey, man. How am I doing? How am I doing? Well, I think I told you in the last episode that I'm having something of a, uh, uh, the first ever uh, uh, remodeling done in my place, getting custom shelves put up in my office. Did it start? Well, listen, it happened Saturday, so I have been pulling everything out of my office, and I have to put my office somewhere, so it's showing up in the rest of the house. So my house is looking a little hoardery right now. It's just one gigantic mess of Dude, I am finding so and- much shit. There's ventriloquist dummies. There's necklaces. There's evil eye. You know the evil eye? The Greek eye? The Greek eye? The evil eye. It's blue. It's an eyeball. They're really big on Venice. It's a symbol. It's okay. a yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's Greek, actually. All right. Are you sure? No. I, that's why I said I don't think. <laughs> it's Grecian. Believe me. All right. I've got so many of these evil eyes everywhere because there's even though they're called the evil eye, yeah. they're supposed to ward off bad things. Okay. So I got all these eyeballs looking at me. I got to be taking nails out of the wall. There's too much going on, man. This isn't how I want my October to go. But when it's all done, it's yes. going to be fucking great. It'll be yes. organized. You'll find everything. Everything. You'll probably have more space. Everything. I have a lot of shit. And, uh, and my storage unit is cramped. You don't have a storage unit, do you? I do. Where do you keep that at? It's actually right down the street from the studio. Oh, how convenient for you. It is. It's mostly filled with drums. Is it, oh, is, that, is it fancy, though? It's like real nice? No. It's a, it's a dump? Dump. Really? It's just a public... Mine's a dump, too. It's a public storage locker filled with drums. Okay, and, but is it a public storage brand public storage? Yeah. With the facilities? Yeah. And the That's not a dump, my friend. Well, what do you have, a cardboard box and yes, by the river? I do. I do. I have... <laughs> it's wooden doors, and it's there's completely falling apart, and it, it's off of Sherman Way in Witsit. And oh, you want to give the address? It's totally... <laughs> it, it what is number com- is it? Every time I go there, it's doom, 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 doom. Doom, doom, doom. David Lynch's storage unit. Oh, my gosh. The next thing you know, there's a man with no legs crawling towards you with a sponge and a squeegee. I mean, it is so crazy out there. I thought you were doing like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't exactly sure. I'm glad you brought in Lynch impersonation so that we can... Also, we have to. You're you're hearing a third voice here. Yeah, who ah, is this pe- guy? Who is this guy? We have this guy we found in the hallway. We, yeah, we him. brought him in. Yeah. He had nothing to do. We, we had gave nothing him a to McDonald's do. We Wrong. put a mic in front of him. Wrong. And his name is Mr. Brett Pearson. That is Brett true. Pearson. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so, uh, do we have people call in? Like so, we can have, like. They're, they're probably going to email afterwards, probably okay. saying that either they love this thing or they can't stand it. Do we try to answer those emails? We'll then, answer or? them. I'll probably forward all the bad ones to you. Okay, <laughs> and you can answer as much as you want. That'd be great for my psyche. Yes, I like that. Yes. I like that. We're we're, a we're an eagle building show. <laughs> I like that. All right. So we got to tell people that Brett is basically one of the most fucking talented people I know. He's it, it, it's actually frustrating. It's actually very frustrating. Yeah. He's a musician. He's an actor. Yeah. He is a writer. Yeah. He is, uh, what else do you do? He's that's an artist. It, man. He's Thank an artist. You. Well, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I apologize, too, because I didn't mean to upset anybody. Well, everyone gets very disappointed because Brett is seriously like the most talented person that I know. And this is a guy who, you know, five months ago was working at a gas station. <laughs> and and the whole thing is Pilot. about about Brett. Brett is and now very, he's painting the gas station. Yeah, he's a very <laughs> enigmatic figure, really hard to pin down. Yeah, and he's, he's aloof. He's aloof. It's weird. Like when he cries, he doesn't really cry. Like he'll go, <laughs> but no tears come out. I have a lot of tension in my eyes, and I also never believe that when I'm crying that I should actually be crying. <laughs> Why? Why? It happened. It, well, because uh, when I was young, I, th- I think I was, v- I was a very sensitive kid, and I would cry a little bit, maybe too much, maybe for attention. And my mom got really frustrated. So she told me, I, was, I remember I was really upset. I was under the desk crying or something. And she's, she comes to me, she's like, You can't cry unless Why? it's a physical pain. Oh, jeez. And that kind of fucked me up for a long time. Ooh, wow. am I allowed to curse? Yeah, oh. it's a podcast. So I totally got fucked up for a long fucking bitch ass shit time. It was like really, <laughs> yeah, really you bizarre. Curse. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> he had a traumatic childhood. I mean, so. he was he was raised in a nice area, but 
You I mean, had some bad shit happen to you, man. Yeah. Would, you, would you say it was emotional abuse? Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't think it was, like, malicious or on purpose. I just, you know, people don't necessarily know uh, how to be parents. Yeah. So that, and that's, I wouldn't know how to do it. And so, you know, my, every parent will make a mistake. My parents did some mistakes, and that was one of them. And I remember telling my mom later on, years later, that she said that to me. She said, I never said that. And I was like, I, I remember it. Mm-hmm. My brain, it's scarred in but there. But they, they the did wounds. do the best they could. They just didn't have a lot of skill in what to do. It wasn't yeah. mean spirited. It no, wasn't like, oh, yes. we're, we have little Brett, let's fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So years later, um, you know, I, I bring it up to my mom. I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table and she was doing laundry. And I said, yo, mom, do you remember, you know, years, years before you told me that um, I, I can never cry uh, over something that's not physical pain. Physical pain is the only reason that you can cry. And she said, I never said that. I, I, and she totally denounced it. T- totally denied it. I've, I've since also said other things that they've done that I didn't approve of. Mm. And they go, Ugh. and they either deny it. My mom denies it. Or she'll say, well, we had to. We were your parents. I'm like, eh. That's not really like uh, I was making fun of this teacher because uh, he was a horrible teacher. And then he ended up getting busted for drugs. Uh, but um, I ended up getting busted because I was l- trying to throw little paper balls in his beard. <laughs> so stupid. Like he like if he if it ever happened, he would catch me. So I just kept throwing him. And then he, he <laughs> caught me and he said, what are you doing? Da, 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 and totally freaked out. So I had to do a whole speech in front of the class. By how I have to respect your elders. My parents came down to the class to watch me do the speech. Oh, That's humiliating. Totally humiliating. So years later, I was like, Tom, like going, so, so um, I, I hated that guy. And I, I can't believe that, you know, you were, it was just such a horrible experience. Oh, no, he was, he was a really bad uh, person. And, and then he got busted for drugs. And we didn't like him either. It's like. Why didn't you say anything to me? You, you totally went against me. Right. Like, well, we had to. We're your parents. <laughs> and I was just like, that's so bizarre to me. Yeah. Wow. Some of the reasons why I never want to have kids. Well. I never want to have kids. You know, I, I can understand that fear because you realize, you know, you might be having the, the best intentions. Unbeknownst to you, you're fucking this kid up. Yeah. You know, and then, but the, but the thing is, though, you're the kind of person that you would actually meet them halfway. You wouldn't just say, no, 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 no. Didn't say it. Deny, deny, deny. You might step back and go, yeah, maybe I did say that. Maybe I did do that. So you, you might be a bit more open, you know, because no one's perfect. Right. I think so. But then again, I think about like the, I call them the soft parents that are like the parents that are just like, yeah, I want to just really kind of figure out what my kid's about and I'll never say no to them. And then the kid just runs the house. That's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, that's something I don't want to be either. So I don't, I don't know how to find that balance of yeah. still being an adult and still, you know, teaching the kids some lessons and values, right. but also trying to be a cool parent. Yeah. It's like, it's not a John Hughes movie. It doesn't necessarily happen. <laughs> so what you're saying is fast forward today, you're, you're an artist. Yeah. You're a writer. Yeah. You're a musician. Mm-hmm. You're an actor. Yeah. And all of that shit made you where you are. Yes. You like being other people and not being yourself. And maybe that standing up in the class and, and that humiliating But maybe that was your first performance. Yes. And maybe from there you went, you know what? This is cool because I don't have to be myself. <laughs> There's some of that is, is definitely escapism. Although I, I, I kind of hated theater uh, when I was in high school <laughs> because it seemed so fake to me. My parents would always shove me off to children's theater. And it was always like, you know, you, I'd be sitting there by myself. And no one ever went with me. And I would just watch. And I just, you know, and they're always like, oh, well, Jonathan, how are you today? And it's like everyone talked really weird and right. fake. And I was like, ah, it's horrible. You, know, you just want to be at home reading a book or something. I just, or I just wanted it to be real. Yeah. And so a part of me does like the escapism and yeah. loves playing and loves playing around. But um, I wanted like theater and that stuff to be more real. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I, there's, there's this philosophy I used to have where it was like the, I, one of the reasons why I like playing other people and trying to make them as believable or as real as possible or as at least as interesting as possible is because then you get to live out more lives and it, it extends your own life. You, right. In a way, you become immortal. Because you're, I've, I've, I've lived 40 different people's lives. Oh, that's interesting. So that, that way, I, I feel like I've had more of an enriching life, right. even though it's fake. Right. This in my head. You so. know, and you're not just this one entity. You, you've been 40, 50 different people. Yeah. Now, I, I know you're in a band now, and you're doing the, the, the music thing now. Mm-hmm. Are you currently acting now? Uh, not really. I mean, we did a, uh, uh, friends of ours did a, a, a show, a uh, pilot uh, called Starland PC. That I was, they asked me to be that. I did that, but that was a while ago. Okay. Um, so you're not really pursuing the acting thing now. You're really. more into music. Uh, well, right now I've been actually doing a lot of uh, writing. 
Okay. I, uh, I, Max and I finished a script a little while ago, and we're doing some rewrites on that. I finished another script, um, and now I'm working on a series. Wow. Well, we're going to get to all that, but I want a little bit of history for our audience and for myself. You guys have been <laughs> friends for a long time. Max, you're an actor, and you're a singer. And you're an actor and musician. How did you two hook up? I've never been called a singer before. Well, so you're going to be a singer. Yeah. You're, you're a budding singer. That's a little secret that our, our, our fans will, will know in the future. Yeah. Well, it's actually an extraordinary story uh, how Brett and I came together. Tell us, Max. Well, I think, I think I'm always telling it, so I think it'd be no, interesting. No, no, no. Really? Brett, we, well, can both, we can both tell it. Pieces. You can uh, deny each other's story. So I was going out with this That's chick. That's not what happened. <laughs> I had heard about Brett, whatever, you know, he, he, he went to CSUN with all these other theater people who are all some of my closest friends now. I didn't go to CSUN. I didn't go to the theater department. But a guy I went to high school with, Doug Liebline, it's seriously his fault that I now know Brett, Stefan Marks, Adam Scholler, like all these amazing people who right. are my closest friends. And, uh, and I would say, and I'm not going to put any pressure on Brett, but I would say he's probably my best male friend that I have in my life. But... Um, I'll second that emotion. But uh, it's, it's just very interesting because, <clears throat> so I go to CSUN. I don't go to CSUN, but I go to see these plays and everything else. And I, and I know of Brett. I'm aware of his talent and, and this and that. But I also know that he once dated a chick that I'm currently dating. Not now, but back then. Uh, this chick named Julianne. So, so he already broke up with her, and now you're dating her. Now I'm dating her. And so through her, you heard of this guy. Because Julianne and I had done a play together, and we came together, and... It was like, okay, I'm going to go out with this chick, and uh, I know of Brett, and I know of the CSUN world, and I know she went out with Brett, but she's my girl now. Right. She's my girl now. Okay. So one day, I get this call from a mutual friend of Brett and mine's, this guy Jason. And up to this point, you've never met Brett. Never met Brett. Never just only this, heard about Brett. He's just this infamous guy. Yeah. So I think it was a Sunday night. And this is, uh, gosh, I mean, this is like early 90s. And uh, so my friend calls our mutual friend and says, um, uh, uh, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, why? He's like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta talk to you. Okay. Can I come over? Sure. Which is, looking back now, amazing as what I'm about to tell you that, like, this guy called out Brett because it kind of goes against the bro code. It's a little weird. But basically... My girlfriend had canceled a date the night before mm -hmm. on me. Uh, she canceled the date, and I was like, okay. She said she wasn't feeling well. Well, Brett was working on a film project with my friend, Jason. Jason Huber. And <laughs> Jason said, so what'd you do last night? And Brett said, what'd you say, Brett? Uh, oh, I just said, oh, yeah, well, I hooked up with uh, Julianne Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, uh, 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 uh. And it was like during the break of when we were filming. And so I, I said, uh, why? Oh, you don't like her? Because some people in the department didn't like her. And no, some I, people did. They and were like, did you know camps. that he was dating her? No, knew oh. nothing about it. I'd heard about him through her, actually. We went on a picnic one time. <laughs> I don't even remember what we had. I just remember there was a blanket and there was a basket. But I don't remember if we <laughs> ate anything. And she was telling me all about, oh, this guy, Jeff, he's so great. He's amazing. And you'd really like him. He's an artist. He's really creative. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, Yeah, that's I was great. Jeff to her. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, all right. And I was like, I don't really want to hear about someone yeah. else that you're <laughs> sleeping with. Whatever. That's kind of weird. But, that's um, kind of rude. Yeah. So, so, and I didn't even know what that picnic was about because she had, she played sometimes with ulterior motives. You know, you weren't really getting the, 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 the straight poop with her, so to speak. But anyway, so on break of the, of the film that we're working on, uh, he's like, yeah, so, you know, what did you do last night? I said, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Julie and I, we, we hooked up. And he's like, oh. And he got that weird look. And I'm like, oh, you don't really like her. He's like, oh. He's like, I don't know. I'm in a real quandary. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, what, what's going on? What's happening? What's, are, are you doing a character thing from the movie that we're working on? What's happening? Are we still in character? We play acting? And then he finds this one. Well, he's, she's still with uh, that guy. She's still with that guy, uh, so that's he's, she's still with Max. And I went, oh, and she's, uh, uh, and then he's all, uh, 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 and I went, uh, 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 and we're both just kind of stammering out there, not really knowing how to talk to each other. <laughs> and Drake is like, come on, we're gonna get back in here. And Drew's like, wait, 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 hold on. Uh, and so we go back, we did the scene, and he's like, you guys are acting really weird. Come on, loosen it up, loosen it up. <laughs> 
Then we take another break. We go outside, and he's like, "On, I, I, I gotta tell him." I, but I, I understand I'm not supposed to t- say anything. What, what do I do? And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. come on, come, come back in. Let's do the scene again. So we go back to the scene. He's like, you guys are really weird. Come on, get your lines down. Let's go, let's go. Do the scene. He's like, all right, you guys take another break. We're taking another break. And I finally just said, go ahead, tell him. Tell him, you got to just tell him. So, okay, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, just tell him. Then that night, I went to the movies and stayed at the movies by myself. All night because the phone wouldn't go off. The, it just kept ringing. <laughs> ringing. Oh. So what happened? So Jason came stuff? over, tells me this. <clears throat> Julianne spent the night with Brett. What? My heart is shattered. Right. You, we, you hate this guy now. I hate his fucking guts. I hate Julianne. I hate Brett. I hate everybody. I am brokenhearted, destroyed, shattered. And now that I think about it, Anyone could have just kept their mouth shut and right. spared me of this pain. But then, if they didn't tell me, I would have never wound up knowing Brett. Right. So Jason says, we got to get you out of the house. He takes me to see Terminator 2 Judgment Day up at UA Granada. I'm That's try- right. I forgot about this yeah. part of the story. I'm trying to watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and I am falling the fuck apart. Well, I break up with the girl... Fuck you. That's right. Brett, fuck you too. Fuck Brett. Whoever this guy is, if I ever see him, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to fucking go up and punch him in the face and say, how the fuck could you do this to me, you motherfucker? Didn't you have enough of her already? She's mine now. Well, I would say two, three years later, (laughs) he's in a one-man show. I'm over Julianne at this point. Although we kind of got together again just to fuck around a little bit, but then it was really done. But uh, I go to see him in this one-man show. And what was it called? Uh, Jacob Malachi's Hunt for Cash. You yeah. actually came by <laughs> earlier during the rehearsal process. I did? Or maybe, yeah. You was came, it me? Yeah, you came by. Why would I come by? Remember, it was when I had the black hair and the mustache, yeah. and I said, I'm kind of doing, doing a Robert De Niro thing here. Wasn't that after I saw you? Why would I still have the mustache and black hair? Because... Oh, because it was for that. And now I don't know if this is uh, the comic book you were making for the four postmen. Oh, no, 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 dude. Because the first time I'd ever talked to you was after the play. The comic book had to have been after I saw you in the play. Th- that was the first time. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first time That's we'd ever weird. talked. We didn't really have a conversation. That's the only thing we said to each other. Uh, you're like, oh, hey, I'm Max. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brad. I'm kind of doing a... Uh, De Niro thing, method, I got the hair on, the he, suit. He, he was very method. Well, the point is, he performs in the show, Right. and afterward, I go up to him, and I said, what to you? Because I was so blown away by his performance. He said, amazing. I'm, 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 very, I'm very honored that we shared the same twat. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and, and then you're, you're bonded at that point. Yeah. And yeah. then I wanted to like, get to know the guy. Right, right. It's like, it's like guys that get into a complete fist fight. And then after that, they're the best of friends forever. We just have a drunken relationship. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the weird part. That was the whole... So the movie that I went to go out to avoid the whole thing, I went to go see Terminator 2. And uh, the UA. That, the same theater. What? I was there. Did you fall apart? I didn't see him. I, I, I didn't see him. No, just, but during the movie, like he fell apart during hilarious. the movie. Did you, did you... No, I was... I felt really guilty because the thing is, she lied to me. Ah. When we got together, I said, aren't you with that guy? She said, we broke up. She told me they they broken up. Not true. And then the next day, of course, when I was with Jason Huber, he said, "No, they hadn't broken up." No. The girl guy thing, and then the you know ex boyfriend, new boyfriend, it can get really weird. But this is a happy ending because I look at you guys, and you guys are the best of friends, and you guys are like a creative force. Yeah. And you're writing together, mm-hmm. and you guys we are. We did a bunch of plays together we after that. Did music yep. together. We did we music. Men- we mentioned in the previous podcast we did that REM cover band thing. Yeah. yeah. Brett was a part of that. He was Mike Mills. He's, the, he was amazing. The, the three of us have done together. And do you remember together. how method he got about Mike Mills? Very method. He didn't have to come in no. wearing the glasses no. and the shirt and acting like a nerd. No, but not when at he all. was in this studio and we were rehearsing, right. he was channeling Mike Mills. And even to get more into the bonding of like what you and he, we actually shared the same girl. During that we time. <laughs> we did. We did. You had me. Yeah, her yeah, name was Julie. She was amazing. Yeah, she was really And it was nice. right before the show, which mm-hmm. made me play better. And because during the show, I hated you because of that. And I know. I, and I channeled that anger into the performance. I've never seen you so angry. I thought it was you were great. like an angry guy. Yeah, That's I was, the weird I was part. trying to be Bill Berry just before the brain aneurysm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the point is with Brett, though, 
It's impossible to dislike this guy. He can't do it. He's so lovable. He is lovable. He's so brilliant. Yep. He's so fucking funny. Right. And he's one of a kind. He's There's one. There's no one out there. No. It's a cliche, but they broke the mold. There wasn't even a mold. It was just There's kind no of, mold. It was created he's by an dust. It was like stardust and pressure yeah. together yeah. created him. There was no and mold. And everyone feels this way. Yeah. If you go to see... He's Except in a, for that one girl that you guys both share. Yeah. He's in a very uh, popular band that's been around forever called The Four Postmen. You right. Know, Los Angeles Institution. You know, right. He plays uh, bass for them and, and mandolin sometimes, right? Yes, yes. And and sure. and I'm telling you, it's always fun to go to postman gigs, and and they're all wonderful and dynamic in their own way. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting for me personally to just watch Brett and watch how the audience reacts to his stuff, because he's just he's an alien. I don't know what he is. I still want to do that actually. That that band. I want to do. Oh, the, I, I want to do a band that um, the, the backstory is, and the three of us are going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backstory is they're aliens, yeah, and and they really got in, involved and interested in uh, the, the the rock scene culture, mm-hmm. and so they form a rock band, and they play their own kind of style of uh, of music, but all the lyrics are really messed up. Because they're talking about, they're trying to understand love. And like, I want to take your heart and I want to eat it and be a part of you. We're in love. And like, they don't really understand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I want to do that. All for, right. For, that for that should be band. incredibly interesting and weird. I think it would be really weird. And the music we can really mess with. Because we can do a whole bunch of weird time I, I want to give stuff. a shout out to the band you're in now. I'm all about supporting local bands. You're in a really cool, folky kind of, uh, how would you describe it? Uh, it's very folk. It's it's it's, it's just, not straight though, but it's kind of kind of quirky. A little quirky folk. It's a little quirky. We're, look, What's it called? Uh, we're called Tiny Goliath. Tiny um, Goliath. Tiny Goliath. Yeah, oxymoron. And uh, it's like, have you ever heard of the band uh, Nickel Creek? I've heard of them. Yeah, I don't think I've heard. They're them. a great little band, uh, uh, and uh, they're a bigger band, obviously. But uh, uh, they do the same kind of stuff. It's very folky, bluegrassy kind of stuff. I mean, we we used to be in a Celt punk band. And that kind of uh, collapsed, mm-hmm. uh, imploded. Uh, but three of us in the band wanted to still keep hanging out because we were we were very social, and so we uh, we would hang out, hang out like week after week and just play music and sometimes those old hits from that band. And then we started bringing our own stuff and saying like, oh, what what about this? And and it kind of developed that sound from that. So it has that kind of Celt punk mm-hmm. idea but it's we're very watered down because they no were percussion. in the mighty regis together the mighty regis and they right. opened for the dropkick murphys a couple times right yeah. uh just once actually just once i remember seeing you you were great thanks yeah, now was... you're a bass player and you were the bass player in the rem uh cover band yes. that we did but now you're playing mandolin well actually that was the first instrument that i uh, learned how to play was it even yes. before bass and guitar uh yes oh because uh my parents uh well actually i wanted to learn the bass and my parents borrowed a stand-up bass from one of their friends, and I was uh, playing on it. And then I broke my arm because I didn't eat my lunch at school, and I fell off the jungle gym. And then, <laughs> so they had to return the the they had, they had to return the bass. And then, but my parents were insistent. Everyone in the house has to learn an instrument. My brother Scott plays piano. My brother Todd plays banjo. My brother Kent plays guitar. My mom plays recorder. My dad plays harmonica. Wow. And there's two instruments left. And it was the the zither and the that. mandolin. I didn't know your family was so musical. Yeah, we, we've actually played a couple of tunes together. Wow. That's awesome. O- we can only play bluegrass. I'm jealous. I wish That's my family had that man. kind of musical fabric. Yeah, but we don't really like get together and hang out. Let's jam. But they exposed it to you very young. I mean, you were you were from a musical house, which is incredibly cool. Yes, I mean, well, I mean, as I said before, they they sent me to, to, to like to theater to like oh watch plays, mm-hmm. and they they tried to expose me to a lot of different things. And at the time, I was very resentful. Like we used to every uh, summer vacation, we'd go. Let's we're gonna go visit the states, and we'd go all around the United <laughs> States to go visit the Grand Canyon. We hiked through the Grand Canyon, went to Carlsbad Caverns, you know, saw the monuments. One of the vacations, we went to all of the uh, twenty-one missions in California. That's fantastic. I hated it as a kid, though. Everything, wow. everything felt like uh, I, I was going to school. It's like I'm on a field trip. Right. It's like I gotta learn something. Yeah. Um. And then, ironically, I've used all this stuff later on, like in stories. Like the, one of this uh, a book I was writing was about um, one of the backstories was about there are 21 missions in uh, California, but there were actually 23. One of them just kept getting beaten down by floods and uh, uh, by uh, <clears throat> by the Native Americans tearing it down, and the other one, actually, the guy who ran it went crazy and started believing that everyone was uh, possessed. And so 
I can't believe what a sidetrack I've gone on, but um, uh, the book I was writing. That's, that's right. Yeah. D- demons were like hiding inside internal organs. And so what he would do is actually his form of exorcism was he'd do like psychic surgery and rip the organs out of the bodies of people. And so that's why this is kind of a, a, a black mission. They, they like tried to denounce it, that it ever existed. But I used all that information that I learned as a kid that I resented going then, but now I go, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'm going to use that yeah. for something now. But now you look back and you realize, I mean, obviously you had the attitude of a kid, but looking back at it now, like those are really cool trips. You just didn't know it. That's yeah. all at the time. I, I, no, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to watch TV or hang out with my friends. Yeah, you were a normal 12-year-old. I didn't want to learn the mandolin. You yeah. know? I mean, I wanted to learn the zither, actually, because that had a Z in it. Yeah. That was my whole thing. But yeah. I picked up the wrong instrument and went to the first lesson and said, now with the mandolin, you got up. I ah, picked the wrong instrument. Yeah. And then I just stuck with it. And I'm like, ugh, I hate it. But you're happy now. You love it. Yeah, I do. I do. I love it. Going back to the jungle gym when you fell and broke your arm, you sent me a text recently that was one of the best texts you've ever sent me, and I kept it, and you listed all of the jackassery that has happened to you in your life with broken bones. Can you go through that list again? Just take us through the journey of ailments, setbacks, breaks, snaps, and and things that happened to your body. All right. Um, (laughs) This is amazing. I broke my sternum. Uh, when I was in the back of our, our van on, a, on the end of a uh, vacation, family vacation, my brother and I were fighting, and then he kicked me as hard as he could. He, he pushed his, his, his foot up against me, and I was blocked up against the, the back of the van, and he cracked my sternum. Um, my, and, I, and I started crying. It was physical pains. So it was okay. Right. I started crying. I was like, ah. And my, no one believed me. They said, shut up, shut up, shut up. You're Stop overreacting. Crying. Yeah, they thought I was overreacting. And then... Um, and then we pulled over and got donuts on the way home, which is a rare thing we did. And they said, okay, who wants a donut? And I said, I didn't want a donut. And then that's when they knew something was really wrong with me. Jeez. Right. So they said, all right, all right, get in the other car. We're going to finish unpacking the car <laughs> while you wait in the other car. Then we'll take you to the emergency <laughs> ward. So that was the first thing. Then I broke my arm uh, by not eating lunch, blacking out, <laughs> falling off the gym. Uh, it was at a Christian school that I was going to because there was a busing thing. So I had to be at this Christian Christian way school. And one of the teachers says, may I pray for you? And so laid hands That'll on me help. and prayed oh. on my arm. I'm like, uh, what? Forget the what? nurse's station. Um, then the next big thing, I think, I was, uh, I was hit by a car. So I shattered the bone in my leg, uh, smashed a windshield with my face. I had braces at the time. So all these front teeth were knocked up under my nose. These bottom teeth were laid flat. Uh, since then... Uh, I've lost uh, six teeth up top and four teeth down below oh my and God. my wisdom teeth. So that's a lot. I mean, like the dentist should, it should be like, okay, we're done. It's like, I've got like four teeth left in my head that they have to clean. Um, so anyway, then after that, let me see, what did I do after that? Uh, recent I, years. Recent years. You I mean, broke I, your leg. Yeah, I broke the leg, but I, 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 I mean, I've cut open my arm. I had a fishing accident. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a steak knife that we were using to gut the fish, and I tripped, and ah! so that was fun. I am never traveling with you. <laughs> um, the surgery I had in my mouth was pretty nasty because they had to do bone grafting. Because, so what they have to do is they have to go up on the, uh, the hard pallet up here, right. break it open, and then stuff it full of cadaver bone and plastic, oh, and then shit. seal it up again. And then they, oh, they also put like little sockets in there, and then so they can like you know drill in the the teeth later on. But this makes you a really tough guy. Yeah. Uh, you go through all that in life, you're going to be kind of tough. The thing is, it's made me totally weak because I'm so afraid of the dentist. Every it's time gone I, the opposite. So instead of saying <laughs> I have confidence, I can tackle life, you're you're a wimp. I'm uh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to be taken dumb, down. You gotta be tough. <laughs> when you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. Oh my gosh, that's well, not you. No, when you I, want to stay down, don't you? I I, I went. This is totally uh, a completely misogynistic thing to say, but the dentist. Uh, that I go to, the reason why I went there is because it was all female staff. And I thought, well, they'll be gentler on my <laughs> mouth. They kicked your ass. No, they kicked my ass. And actually, I became such a problem there that they, uh, no one wanted to work on my teeth because I was like, and like jittery and freaking out. Did they gas you, put you under, or give you? I finally said, gas me. Yeah. Which isn't covered clean. by insurance, by the way. No, no. I learned that. Oh. Oh, yeah. But I went to that the much. dentist recently and I asked for it. It was like 150 bucks. Oh. It was only 50 for me. Oh. oh. Maybe they don't like you, Max. 
No, they love me. And they said, we'll give you a discount. Okay, 95 bucks. I'm like, still not worth it. Oh. Well, it's not worth it, really? Yeah. It's, I mean, in the moment, time. I think it might be worth it. Maybe it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. I would, I would take the gas every time. Is that what you get, the gas? No, I don't do it anymore because that one time I did it, I realized a lot of my anxiety with getting my teeth cleaned was uh, psychological. Right. I keep thinking it's going to get worse. Keep going, keep going to get worse. But it's only, it, there's a finite amount of pain that you're going to get in a cleaning. But it's always painful. Yeah. Always painful. And I, I, I nah, about 50 50 uh, percent of the time, I leave the chair completely drenched. Oh, like sweating. Wow. Like just because I'm just so like freaked out and nervous. But, and no, like that's, just, but a lot of people are afraid of, you know, certain things. Doesn't mean they're not, you know, a strong person. But the dentist, that's true. a lot of people are just, the dentist freaks them out. Getting a shot freaks them out. Shots, no problem. Getting a blood test freaks them out. No problem. You know, playing, it, playing in a band freaks them out. That what do you mean you out? love that stuff? You like needles? I love needles. Do you really? <laughs> I really, I, when they, when they, when they take my blood, that? I just go, there's a little bit of like, but, but it's almost excitement. Do you not want it to be over? They, they go, oh, really? You can take more. You know? <laughs> take another pint. No, I don't like it that much. Okay. But, it, but it's not, I watch right. them. I, it's right. like some people, I, I can't watch this. Right. I, this is a horrible thing. And I go, no, go ahead. Let me see. Let me see that. And I watch the blood spurting out. And I'm like, that's really neat. Wow, you might be alone in that thought. Yeah, no, I know. That's fine. So you have a horror segment, a horror layer to your personality. Yes. Which is a segue to this, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. You guys are writing a horror script together. Yes. Both of you are into the horror genre. Love you're into it. blood. You're into bloodletting. You're into blood giving. Maybe some more than others. Yeah. And tell us about it. Is it too premature? Well, Do you want to not no, spill no, the beans? No, no, I mean, I mean, we wrote the script already. The script's been writing for what's the fucking name? 13 years now. What's the name of this it's film? It's called Diggin' Graves. Diggin' okay? Graves. So we had a first draft after 10 years. We had a reading <laughs> with a bunch of actors, and it was great. Is there a dental scene in this film? Uh, any dental stuff? I don't think so. No. All right. But um, it's seriously just because we've done a, a, a bunch of plays together, and we just have this fun chemistry so it's really heightened versions of ourselves. i'm obviously the hothead emotional <laughs> asshole yeah and he's more of the scientist in this thing mm, like, more like cerebral not, not and cere yeah he's very cerebral but mm -hmm. we're basically um let's just say that we're hitmen stuck in a very hellish scenario and our lives mm. keep recycling in a very very dark way that uh is terrible so we, uh, we think we've got something here, and then we gave it to someone who is actually in the business, and uh, he gave us some really great notes. And we take notes very seriously. We took them from our actor friends, and uh, we took them from our wives, and we took them from this guy. And uh, it's, it's hard because, you know, we get together, and it's so fun just to hang out. And there's nothing more fun, seriously, than just watching a horror movie with Brett. Like, mm -hmm. you should seriously join us sometime. Cause I think I will. It, it, if you watch a 90-minute horror film with Brett, it's a four-hour horror film with Brett. <laughs> pause, because you'll hear him pause. Right. And then you're like... Then there's well, commentary. Yeah, but he, and he pauses whenever. It's like, let's wait to the end of the scene. Let's wait for a moment. But I've had to kind of negotiate that over the years. Like, well, can we just get past this hint of dread before you're up pacing right. and pointing out what you don't like about it, what, what's, what he would have done. So there's commentary and critique. But it's awesome. Yeah, but for well, some reason, he gets away with it. It's but not the, annoying. It's actually so entertaining. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to curtail that more, though. No, it's, no. Like, it's like we, we can't get through a movie. We can never get through anything because he's, he's got he's to stop. Pause. First of all, mm. this would never happen. Why? Because that mask would have slipped off by now. What? That, no one's thinking about that, right, Brett. Right. It's suspend your disbelief. No. Plus, we have different <laughs> takes on horror, like different things. Oh, scary. my gosh. But he's the harbinger of flow. If there's a flow to the movie. Forget it. Right. We're cutting it. We're stopping it. Yeah. Like, like I, I really am not that into gore, and I don't think you are either. You're not a real gore fiend. No, I, I can get into gore. Oh. I, I, I like <laughs> Reanimator's awesome. Yeah, but that's more of a comedy. Wouldn't you say? Uh, not really. It's kind of a funny movie. Though. I don't think they were going for a comedy. He's more into uh, supernatural, you know, science fiction-y type horror. And, right. And, and, and then I say I like to watch Hillbillies, and he oh makes fun God. of me. He watches so much Hillbillies. I if like it's Hillbillies. Got a Hillbilly in there, or, uh, or somebody who's deformed. Yes! He's in. <laughs> yeah. He's in the whole well, way. He, I know he likes the freaks. He likes the freaks, Oddwins, you know, the, the people that are just inhuman, superhuman you know, subhuman, you know. He's very generous, though, with, with the acceptance of the hillbilly shit because I, 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 
he has nothing to do with this tradition that I've created for us, where every time wrong turn comes out, like a oh. new wrong turn, I have to watch it with Brett. Like, he's not a part of that tradition. He's like, I don't care about wrong turn movies. Right. But for me, it's, again, the worse they get, wrong turn three, dead end. I mean, the worse these hillbilly horror movies get, Retray. the more he pauses, gets up, and talks about <laughs> everything that's well, wrong. Well, that last one, was it wrong turn Six, yeah, that We're was up the to one, six, and it was like all these sevens like, next. All these like Ukrainian guys. It was Ukrainian. trying to be yeah. like you know, Americans. Yes, it was a Ukrainian cast. <laughs> they really take a all, wrong turn. Hey, we must get together and play with our uh, computer phones. We will take an axe <laughs> to your foot next. I mean, <clears throat> we will take an axe to your foot the next time, and the Ukrainian accent still comes. Up. Oh, Pause. That's... You said it, Yuri. I mean. I mean, Jim. Jimbo. It's so It's kind of bad. like, we are two wild and crazy guys. It's the Fest Draft Brothers. And they make a wrong turn. We uh. wear special cologne and makes our chest hairs crispy. And they're looking for American women with big... And they yeah. get slaughtered. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, uh. that, that is like probably one of my top three favorite things to do is watch scary movies with Brett. Well, just sitting here, it, it's great to, to, to get the vibe of your friendship, knowing actually where it came from. I know that's really weird. Yeah, it's, 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 w- it's very, very, very strange. It, well, actually, the, the whole uh, that whole um, it, it's I, I'm very glad that we shared the same twat is <laughs> actually a line that's in yeah. the movie. It's one of the last lines in the movie. It's just a so great. It's, it's so easy to collaborate because we keep collaborating, and and then we you know we collaborate with you like. Yeah, you and I collaborate, but now we collaborate with Brett. The three of us are becoming a thing. And, and it's, it's, it's just, great. It's just so fun to collaborate with Brett. To be defined at a later date. This is kind of nebulous. It's kind of tenuous yeah. for people listening, but there's a collaboration happening that we're all yeah. going to say, keep on listening, and we'll unfold this collaboration. Are you not saying anything about it right now? No. Okay, got it's it. It's turning into a very, very cool thing, but it'll, yeah. it'll be unfolded as it unfolds. It's perf- organically. It's perfect for middle age where we're at. Absolutely, because we're all because no one expects it. We're it, it, all it's, rotting. It's and completely stupid. I'm the youngest. You're, you are. You're 19 years older than me. Now, how old are you? I'm. I have to say how old I am. Yeah. No, on. you don't. No, you don't have to. You don't I, have to I don't say have to. Old. I'm older than you. All right. So, but you're in your. Are we allowed to say that you're in your 50s? Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. You look really, really good. Thank you. He can cut this out. I love that. I can't say. Can you, can you tell Brett? You can cut this out, you know. No, he doesn't okay. want it on tape. You don't have to. You I got. I'll do, say it. Do, 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 do the do the do the hand signals. Be proud of it. That's really. That's you're doing really good. Thank you. You're doing really good. Thank I you. almost said. The, I almost said the number. You're pushing I almost, 50. I so almost said it. <laughs> it it so doesn't matter. 50. Yeah, I'm 48. He's, I'm 46. You're 46. You're 46. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. I'm totally kind of a hard man. 46, huh? So the the project that we're doing, the project that we're doing. Is perfect because it's at the point in a person's life that it's the, like the last stand. It's like not the last. It's stand. a sports car. It's a we're, sports we're car. getting the sports car. It's yeah. the ultimate midlife bottom of crisis. The heat, midlife crisis. Yeah. Worst thing you can do. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be little, great. That's our model. You know, is the record that we're girlfriend. making. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. gonna be fucking great. So Brett, I know you're a man of varied interests. You're a multi-layered kind of guy. Okay. So I want you to tell us what moves you. Besides all the things that you do, what really gets you excited? Um, I would I, – I, uh, seen something I've never seen before. So, for instance, uh, that could be like watching something or hearing something that I've, I've never seen before, obviously, and that I enjoy. Uh, on the other, on the creative aspect of that is, I like to create something that I've never seen before that I want to see, and that is from all the different aspects of that. It's 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 thinking of the idea, writing it down, performing it, putting music to it, you know, any kind of artwork, whatever I can do to to fully realize that idea. Mm-hmm. That really gets me going. Are you also a painter or drawer or? Do I you- do some. Uh, it, like sometimes uh, I would do things just because. I, I, I just want to get it done, and I don't know how to get it done otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, had, I had a good friend growing up, uh, uh, Brad, who's a phenomenal artist, and I used to like I used to fashion myself as a bit of an artist as well, and he would just make fun of my drawings so mad <laughs> that I just stopped. I just stopped drawing. Okay, altogether. so he, he took whatever confidence you had, and he 
crushed yes. it into the ground. And I don't think he did it maliciously. I just yeah. think he, he was so far experienced with it. Yeah. He just would like, I would draw this like, I drew this alien and he had this kind of like thing body <laughs> with crusty, you know, flakes and everything like that. And I didn't know how to do the genitalia part. So I put like these shorts on him and then he went, oh, that's neat. And he put like OP on it. Oh, so, like he just totally like he just he just he made fun of it. Yeah, yeah totally well, Brett would draw. Like, oh. He just uh, threw under the bus. Basically, character designs for uh, the screenplay we were talking about. Like, oh, he really? Would just send me. I I imagine that these particular creatures look like this. Right. And it'd be like, holy shit! I mean, wow. I draw, and I'm like, wow, that's really imaginative. Right. Well, another layer to your talent. Well, that's right, Kat. But I mean, like another another person, like uh, Max, is so great at a. Uh, uh, Putting a visual idea from his head onto the page, yeah, and well, they do that very well with with uh, with the drawings and the coloring. Right. And I've seen uh, he, he has a very specific style, uh, you know, very crumb esque, I, I would say. But I think he's got also other abilities that um, no one's ever really seen. Well, that's another layer that I don't think in the past Pussy episodes eating. that uh, Max is a great artist. Yeah, and he makes comic books. And he's a caricature artist, mm -hmm. and he also just comes up with his own characters, and he's got his own style. Like you said, kind of a Robert Crumb meets yeah. um, a little bit of, I don't know, of National Lampoon-ish, sure. Mad Magazine-ish kind sure. of vibe, and it's really, really cool. And a little bird, I want to go a little deeper, besides all the creativity on top, <laughs> a little bird told me you had a bout, or maybe you're still in this kind of recluse kind of uh, anti-societal mode yeah I, I mean where where part of it has to do with its location where have you been where are you now are you coming out to more into the reality of people or you're done with people um i uh well in the past i was um i, I was very uh i was much more socially awkward than i am now and i'm i'm still a weirdo and I, I meanwhile, he held court like at Oktoberfest the other night. He had everyone dying in a huge circle. So of in, in, in a certain <laughs> environment, you can basically be, you know, man of uptown and be the host and be the center of attention. But yeah. out, out of that little bubble, you, you don't leave your house. I, well, I can get very I can get very scared in, in college. Uh, I had a um, uh, I had a girlfriend who, who got mad at me when we would go to parties. I would bring a book. <laughs> sit in the corner that's what my leave. wife wants to do that's a little socially awkward it's really awkward my wife now actually uh she, lovely woman sarah lovely woman sarah and she she's she what she's what she used to do when she'd go to a party she'd be like terribly afraid and didn't know you know who to talk to so she would stand next to plants because she felt like well there's someone here this, yeah. She wasn't so wow. alone because there's a plant there. So the two of you are meant to be together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And her house is is way out in uh, it's Sticksville. It's right. Sticksville. And so when you're together so at he a party, moved into her house. Right. So you're but you're way. I mean, for people that don't know, Castaic. I mean, we're in Los Angeles, which is the hustle and bustle yeah. city. Castaic is an hour away. Yeah. Beautiful place. Very you know a lot lot of uh, nature and lakes and stuff. But it's it's <laughs> out of the hole. You can yeah. You could be there and be a, a little. Uh, curmudgeon Rip Van Winkleen kind of guy, <laughs> and and nobody he's would grown even... his hair long. It's, Look at yeah, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's. I mean, it's past Magic Mountain. It's yeah. it's it's past there. Now, the thing is, it's uh, the as long as there's no traffic, it only takes about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to get into the valley. But it's just there's a distance there. Yeah, it's, there, it's you feel away. removed. You yeah, could it's, be it's, it's in your own little bubble. The people, it feels like you're you're in Hicksville. A lot of RVs. Yeah. I mean, we live in a truck stop. I mean, it's not really even a really a city. There was a Ralph's there. It's gone now. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And so, so it's it's in the it's in the woods. It's in the sticks, as they say. It's the last stop before on the five before yeah. it just turns the into the longest nothing. stretch before another exit. Wow. Yeah, it's like if you don't get miles. off at his exit, you're fucked. Wow. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty far out there. Okay. Now, I've really enjoyed that, and it's I can get very lazy. Uh, and so it's easy to just kind of, uh, oh, just be out here and do nothing. And I actually had to go uh, see a therapist because I was starting to get depressed. Yeah. And I wanted to do a checkup. And uh, she was great. Uh, she just uh, said, like, well, you know, so that isolation will get you depressed. You need human contact. Uh, so I, one of the things, this is actually what started us, yeah. kickstarted um, Digging Graves again. Yeah. Because we would get together every once in a while and do some writing, but a lot of times we'd just get together and hang out because we like hanging out with each other. And so I said, hey, let's get together once a week 
and write. And, you know, we'll, we'll just spend a couple hours writing, but then we can watch movies or do whatever. But it gave that. you a goal. Right. And it also got me out of the house. Yeah. It got me socializing again, which, uh, it, which is a great thing. It's great. When, when the socializing goes great and it's like, a, you know, it's like, oh, you're having fun. You're talking with people and it's a good time. It's right. great. When it's, when it's not going well, of course, yeah. it's, it's just disastrous. And in collaboration, and obviously. Soul draining. It's soul draining when you're alone sometimes and obviously anything creative. If you have other people's ideas and you're bullshitting back and forth and you're brainstorming and you're feeding them and they're feeding you, you create something that you wouldn't have done by yourself. And yes, it's kind of illuminating. You could see things. I mean, I remember what we would do sometimes is like if we couldn't get together for a week, we'd, we'd write or work on stuff and then we'd get together the next week. And I remember that one time we were at my house in the backyard and we both brought in ideas and we both and we combined the ideas. Yeah, yeah. Remember about with Dino's yeah. wings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just like, and so we turned amazing. it. Yeah, it was like yeah. such a neat thing. And then, and then they get both of our ideas get enriched mm-hmm. by each other's ideas. That's, that's it. That's he's what, actually been great about dis- he's been better than I am with the like reinvigoration of the script mm-hmm. and yeah. like finishing it. And having a schedule he's been and much more. Like, that's fantastic. All I want to do is just party with the dude. And he's like, no, man, we got to finish this thing. Oh, yeah, right. And then we get back into it. Like right now, every once in a while, if it goes too long, we have to read through it again. Yeah. Because yeah. I forget what we did. Right. And so does he a little bit. Yeah. Totally. And although his memory, oddly, is much better, and he drinks so much more than I do. So, <laughs> but so we get together, and then we start reading through, and it's like, oh, shit. And then I get all excited again, and I want to finish it again. Right. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see the finished product. Well, listen, I can't I mean, wait to see this I, film. I, I just think no matter what, no matter what, this thing will never die, and it has to be seen, and we have to do it somehow, some way. I hope so. I, I, and and, and I, I seriously, like, this is not party talk. Like, I think this thing needs to fucking happen. It will. One way or another. Even if we have to hire a small crew mm-hmm. and say, fuck the visual effects, because there's... Well, the problem is we get a little too crazy, especially Brett. <laughs> Brett comes in with things that are, like, ridiculous. Brett, we can't afford airplanes crashing. Not that there's an airplane crashing in the thing. But... Like, he's got some big fucking ideas, mm-hmm. and they're really interesting. And they're very so you expensive. you want to facilitate those ideas, yeah. but I'm like, Brett, that's going to cost too much money. Yes. So we you're more the producer. You're more like executive producer. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's I, the creative guess. guy, and you're the money guy. <laughs> yeah. You can't afford a helicopter with strippers dropping out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh, that's a good idea. It's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, down with that. We'll put that like, in there. Wow. And then, uh, and then if you don't mind, uh, hmm. he, he kind of. You know, because he's out there and has a lot of time alone, he went and wrote a script all by himself. Right. And about a guy living in, in Castaic by yeah, himself. Yeah. <laughs> and what was funny is it took us ten years to just get one draft of Digging Graves, and this guy knocked out this other screenplay, a horror film on his own. Yeah. In like three or four months. Right. And it was awesome. Right. So what, he, what you're saying is he doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. No, 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 no. It's, no. it's just a different thing. It's a different I, I know. Yeah, it's I'm completely just kidding. Different. No, Brett. Well, yeah. just go ahead. No, no. I was just going to just sort of wrap up and wrap say, Wrap it up. I want to see wrap this film. Wrap but it up. basically, Brett, you're an awesome guy, and it's great to have you back in society. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Greg is back. Thanks for having me. He's around. It's great. You're, it's great when you're around. We're collaborating with you, which is really great. You yeah. guys are collaborating. You're writing things on your own. You're not depressed. You've been to therapy. You're back. You're going to kick ass on this planet. It's and, not too like late. And you're going to form a band. Late. Basically, from the alien perspective. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the alien rock That's band. another thing. That, that's that's great. another thing. There's a lot of things on the back burners. You well. understand that any time, any call you make, you could call anyone, and they will drop everything to do what you want them to do. I only the good people. You have to facilitate your powers. <laughs> You're a powerful guy. We're we're doing things right now. We, we are. Right. Good. I'm just saying. That's the thing. He he gives a compliment, and then you say, and then you try to throw a little bit back to him. Yeah. It's like reverse shade. And he fucks it up. And then he goes, Rah! and then yeah. he, he claws you. Yeah. He, goes, yeah, he, ah, yeah, he can moron. never take a compliment. It's the weirdest thing. And then, and he oversells. Do you know he had, uh, how he does the oversell thing? He's like, if he was our car salesman, he'd be in the car with you while right. you're driving right. home. In the car going, it's right. a great car, but right. how about that smell, huh? Right. Did, you, did you check that's out right. the power windows over there? That's pretty good, huh? After you said I've yes to buy it. Yeah, that's right. He would actually turn you off of buying it after exactly. you wanted to buy it. I think I might want to return it. And that's then he right. goes, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. And then he turns on you and you go, what the hell's going on? This guy's a maniac. But you got to love him. Well, we, we do love him. And you know, and we love you too. Thank you for being a guest on this episode of Magazine. My pleasure. My pleasure. Do we have any, any last thoughts, statements, uh, wow. opinions? 
Hey, uh, can we play one of your Tiny Goliath songs? Yeah, totally. All right, let's do it. Which one should we play right now? Uh, God, I don't know. Which one, uh, which one, which one did you write? What do you want to end with? Um, I would say either uh, Made for Glory or This Time. You tell All right. us. All right. Well, we're going to play one of those two at the end. Yeah. Brett, thank you for being on Magazine. Woo! This is episode four. Max, you're amazing as always. You too, brother. Everybody, too, thank you for listening. Woo! Hope that you enjoyed yourself. And we'll see you next time. Take a walk and get your head straight Jump in your car, fly down the interstate There ain't a law that makes you sit and wait For someone else to fix you when you break For every stop, they push you two back For all you try is tell something you lack If you believe the doubt that haunts you Then you're the one who makes it true When you were young, you didn't see it coming You stumbled blindly down every mile But now you're grown, you're off and you're running So make it worth your while It's us who tell the story that we are made for glory All the trouble's just a playground fight We run, we fall, we dance and we leave it up to chance And we'll never settle if it don't feel right Hold up your head Walk with intention, don't pay no mind to any condescension Protect your friends, give me your attention And raise your glasses to the setting sun Know what you've got, even if you're worth more Don't just get lost in what you're fighting for It's a lot of talk and most of it you can't ignore Hard as it knocks, don't open up the door When you were young, you didn't see it coming You stumbled blindly down every mile Better make it worth your while It's us who tell the story That we are made for glory All the trouble's just a playground fight We roam before we dance And we leave it up to chance And we'll never settle if it don't feel right